after COVID-19 brought the world to a screeching halt, teachers and students of all ages were forced to go digital. For the next 30 minutes, we're going to be talking about all of the newest technologies and strategies that educators are using to help close the gap between the physical classroom and the virtual classroom. So stay tuned for news, exclusive interviews, and more right here on Virtually Educated, WPCZ, LPFM, Demarest. Hey, what are you doing this Friday and every Friday at noon? Have lunch with us, 12 o'clock variety show, on V98 from Stamina Six, the student-run radio station at Piedmont College. Would you like some country and conversation while you chew? Some hip-hop and hot topics added to your hot plate? Want some pop while you pop a snack? We've got your back. We're the show that makes you go, hmm, while you, hmm. Join us every Friday at noon, here on Z98.7 the student-run radio station at Piedmont College. What's up, Lions? This is Savannah Richards here on Z98.7 FM, the soon-to-be student voice of Piedmont University, and you are listening to Virtually Educated. And so far on this show, we've talked a lot about uh, communication and about teaching and how those two things correspond, especially when looking at digital media and looking at everything that's happened in the past year, uh, almost a year exactly. We've just passed that mark since COVID-19 hit and kind of sent the education world online for the most part. Now, that looked a little different for everyone, whether it was fully online or in a hybrid format, meaning partially online, partially in person. It was just, it was a whole new situation for, I think, educators and students across the nation at all levels. And so today I'm going to focus a little bit more on the college side, uh, speaking a little bit more about what the differences are between teaching in a hybrid format versus teaching in a completely online format and what the challenges are between those two for both students and for professors or teachers, uh, educators in general. Uh, Before I get into any of that, though, I do want to take a minute and say Happy Easter to everyone who celebrates. Um, I'm really excited for this year because I think that it's going to stay sunny the whole time and We're going to have such a beautiful weekend, if a little chilly. Uh, I know that my great-grandmother always used to say that we have a cold front before Easter every year, and once again we have. uh, Temperatures have dropped a little bit from our comfortable high 60s, low 70s zone back to the 50s, which I'm not too thrilled about, but things could be worse. I also want to go ahead and uh, give a little bit of an update on a special show that's going to be coming up, and actually a series of special shows here on April 14th. For anyone who doesn't know here at Piedmont, April 14th is going to be our 2021 symposium. Uh, The symposium is a QEP run event here on Piedmont's campus, which celebrates undergraduate research. (laughs) And as an undergraduate student right now who has been doing a lot of research, both for Capstone and for some different classes, I'm super excited to get to present. Uh, If anyone wants to come here, me and my group talk a little bit about uh, some social media issues or other telecommunications issues. We will be presenting at from 9 to 10 a.m. in the chapel here at Piedmont's Demarest campus. And my group specifically will be doing a presentation on social media and its effects on young people. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about some of the effects on mental health and we're going to discuss how cancel culture has played into our relationship with social media and with each other and 
kind of how we make rules in society uh, based on social media and on these kind of groupthink trends that we see popping up through social media. Uh, we're going to be talking a whole lot about some different topics uh, throughout my group block in general. Uh, we'll have several presentations. So if you are interested in coming to that, we will once again be in the chapel from 9 to 10 a.m. on April 14th. And of course, for any students who weren't aware, April 14th is an off day for us. So everyone, you will be counted present if you go to at least one of either the online or the in-person symposium presentations and go go find a few that you think will be interesting and check them out anyway because it's a great way to support your classmates and your peers and all of the research that they have been doing uh, because that's of course a big part of becoming a university which we are doing this month as well is undergraduate research and so it's just going to be a great day to show all of that off also, uh, for anyone who wasn't aware, I am on the editorial staff for the Piedmont College yearbook. Our yearbooks here at Piedmont are free. They are already paid for as part of your tuition and fees. So come pick up your yearbook. We will be doing a yearbook uh, celebration, a yearbook distribution party on the same day here in the atrium of the Swanson Center at Piedmont College, Demarest Campus. And it's going to be a fun time. Um, I won't say too much yet because I don't know if we've done the official release for the theme, but it will be a party. There will be music. We have a DJ coming. It's going to be a great time. Stop by, pick up your book, uh, sign your book, sign your books with your friends. I have noticed that I haven't seen a lot of people doing that in college so far with our yearbook distribution. I know that last year our party got cut short because of COVID-19. Uh, we weren't able to have it, but we are able to do one this year. So make sure you stop by sometime during April 14th. And even if you can't make it uh, to be here in person with us on that day, if you still want to have some fun and join in the festivities, be sure to tune in to Z98.7 FM because we will be having a series of disco themed shows uh, covering the yearbook release party and covering symposium and just all of the work that's gone into this book and all of the work that's gone into student research, it's just going to be a day full of celebrating students and students' work here on Piedmont's campus as we kind of draw in towards the end of the semester. So it's going to be a fun time. I'll be hosting a show here from 4 to 5 p.m., and it'll be a special edition of Virtually Educated. I'm going to talk to some of the symposium presenters and some of the organizers and really try and get a feel for what all has gone into bringing this event to life because symposium started in 2019 as a way to bring student research to the forefront and really give students a day to show off all of their hard work and then of course going in for 2020 symposium had to look very different because it takes place in april and we were at that point in time in the midst of the worst parts of the global pandemic and so of course being here in person wasn't entirely possible and then coming in this year for 2021, we are looking at a hybrid format. So once again, going to talk a little bit later on in the show about the differences in hybrid format and what are the pros and cons of, of keeping that format in schools, because that is for schools that are still not entirely in person. For the most part, that is what they're doing is teaching in a hybrid format. Uh, so that's what our symposium is going to look like this year. We will be doing several presentations online, and you can log in through Zoom and watch those. Or you can show up to various locations around the college at various points during the day 
and watch different presentations. But be sure to go on the Piedmont website and you should be able to find a link to our Piedmont Symposium website, which will have all of the dates and times, sorry, all of the times listed for the different presentations. So yeah, like I said, if you're a student, uh, pick a few that you think are interesting and go listen and really support your classmates. But yeah, all of that is coming up here within the next few weeks. So make sure you kind of keep your ears to the ground and, and pay attention to all of the events that are coming up. Uh, for now, coming up later in this show, we're going to talk a lot more about hybrid format and what that is going to look like, uh, whether that is in elementary school or here at Piedmont or in other colleges. And to help me answer the question, uh, what is hybrid learning and how is it made life either easier or more difficult for teachers and professors uh, will be Dr. Joe Dennis, the chair of the Mass Communications Department here at Piedmont. He will be coming on the show later for a brief interview, and you're definitely going to want to hear that. So stay tuned. Right after this short break, we will be back with some more content. How's it going, Lions? This is Michael Thomason with your daily news update. The school is excited to announce that it will be offering COVID-19 vaccine clinic on the Demers campus at no charge to students, staff, and faculty. To secure enough vaccines, we need to know how many of you are interested. This vaccine clinic is possible thanks to the coordination and effort of the Piedmont Daniel School of Nursing. The vaccine will be administered on Thursday, April 1st, the day before Good Friday school holiday, and Thursday, April 29th between 12 p.m. and 3 p.m. In other news, as part of the Coronavirus Response and Relief Supplemental Appropriations Act, the Higher Education Emergency Relief Fund provides colleges with funds to award grants to their students. The purpose of these emergency funds is to provide aid to higher education students to help the unexpected expenses and losses associated with the coronavirus pandemic. This is an exciting time for Piedmont, and I wanted to give everyone a heads up about what will be happening next week. The school will be hosting a series of small events for our faculty and staff and a student event on Friday, April 9th, which we are calling U-Day. On Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, the school will host three separate big reveal events at the Arendelle Amphitheater in Demers for faculty and staff. Each event will be held from 4 to 4.45 p.m. This week-long celebration will culminate with U-Day on Friday, April 9th, and all students are encouraged to participate. That is all for now, Lions. Reporting for Z98.7 FM, the student-run radio station at Piedmont College, I'm Michael Thomason. What's up, Lions? Welcome back to Virtually Educated here on Z98.7 FM, the student voice of Piedmont College, soon-to-be university. And today we are talking about hybrid learning. Uh, and this is, to me, a little bit of, in theory, the best of both worlds because it combines learning digitally with learning in the classroom. Uh, and I do think that there are some positives and some negatives to this particular style of learning. And I want to start out uh, by kind of speaking about what I know. And that is from my personal experience, what we've done with hybrid learning here at Piedmont over the past year. And so just to kind of give uh, an example, I'm going to go over what that kind of looked like for us as students. So in 2020, March of 2020 specifically, uh, a lot of people found themselves going entirely online for schooling, uh, myself included, because here at Piedmont, we did go immediately online. We never came back from spring break whenever we left. And it was just a lot of fear surrounding COVID and how contagious it was and what we just didn't know about it. Uh, and so many unknowns are, of course, always going to make people uncomfortable. And so we dealt with that as best we could. A lot of teachers and professors were 
forced to teach in a style that they have had no experience teaching in. And so, of course, there were issues from both sides, from both the students and the professors who just, we weren't used to this style of communicating and of teaching and learning. And so a lot of people either really liked learning online and they preferred being able to learn in their own space and at their own home. And a lot of people like myself just found that we don't learn as well that way. Uh, It's not that we couldn't learn that way. It's just it was more challenging. It was more difficult. It involved a lot more mindfulness uh, that I found between me and my professors. I had to go out of my way to communicate with them and try and understand what they were saying or if something had gone wrong in the grade book I had to be more mindful of okay I need to email them today and make sure that we get this figured out and it's not like I can just go to his or her office and have that conversation it was it was a whole new situation as I've talked about a lot here on the show before and then to come in this year and hear that we are doing a hybrid format that obviously came with its own set of problems because I was used to learning in person and then over a series of months I was used to learning online and now we're doing a bit of both. And so the rules and regulations put in place by Piedmont, as most Piedmont students are familiar with now, uh, are any more than 15 in a classroom requires a split learning situation. Let me explain a little bit more of what I mean. So if I am in a classroom that has more than 15 students enrolled, it is then decided that we cannot properly social distance all within the same classroom. And so we will split up into two separate groups. Um, At Piedmont's campus, we called that the green group and the gold group. And we would alternate meeting one half in class, one half online week by week. And I thought that worked pretty well overall. Uh, I would find that I personally would learn better on the in-class weeks than I would in the Zoom weeks, just because when I'm Zooming in in my dorm, it's a lot easier for my mind to wander. Uh, And of course, it's always questionable whether or not teachers can ask students or require students to open their cameras. Uh, There's been a lot of argument about whether or not that is an invasion of privacy or whether or not that is um, kind to the students or whether or not that is helpful at all because it is just as easy to zone out when you're facing the camera versus when your camera's turned off. Uh, It was just, it was a lot of conversation going on there because of course from the educator's perspective, as we've heard before from different interviewees I've had on the show, it's really hard to teach to a black box or a black screen Um, But it's also hard as a student to sit there and watch yourself for a full class and and try not to get distracted by, you know, appearance and, okay, am I going to accidentally come up on the full screen? I don't want to get pinned to the screen where everyone can look at my face. I'm just super self-aware of of what my face is doing whenever I'm answering questions on Zoom because I'm looking at myself and I've never had to to deal with that before where I spend a full hour looking at myself on a screen in the midst of class and trying to take notes and pay attention. It's just, it's a whole lot more going on um, whenever you do things like that on Zoom. And so, of course, that's the issue of trying to stay caught up in class, going week by week in person and out 
And I know that I've heard from some different teachers that it's hard to teach from that perspective as well because there's more going on. Uh, I know from classes that I've taken here at Piedmont, and I'm not going to mention any specific professors right now because I would rather do an interview and have him or her tell you herself. Uh, but in different classes I've taken in a hybrid format, it becomes challenging for professors to keep up with, am I teaching enough to the Zoom? Am I teaching enough in person? Where am I gearing my attention towards? Who am I speaking to? Am I making sure that the people who are on Zoom are as engaged as the people in class? Is that even possible to do? It's it's a whole lot more to consider than has ever really needed to be considered. Um, and so that's that's been challenging. And from what I've heard, turning this towards the high school level a little bit, uh, from some high school students that I've talked to, and I will have some more high school students come on the show a little bit later uh, in the semester but from just now from what I've heard a lot of high school students have had issues with teachers teaching more to the students on zoom than to the students in class which is interesting to me because I would have thought just based on basic intuition that it would go the other way around you know if you're in class and you have people sitting there in front of you in class you would focus on those people but I think what's happened here, just from what I've heard, is that teachers have become aware of that and have tried to almost overcompensate in focusing on the Zoom kids. And so, like, whenever my sister and some of her friends were coming up with the decision whether or not they wanted to go back full-time in person or full-time on Zoom. But that's all I've got for you right now. We will be right back after this short break, so stay tuned than their friends in class and I know that sounds wild but it's it really it makes sense because now that we've gotten this chance to communicate on zoom and there's all of that worry about okay are the zoom kids getting attention are the zoom kids learning what they need to learn it's become so focused centered on on the zoom side of things and I'm using zoom as a general term but I know a lot of different classrooms are using other uh, media platforms, whether it's Google Classroom or Zoom or uh, the Bitmoji Classroom, which I still think is hilarious. Uh, it's it's There's more focus on those students because it is more difficult and requires more attention to reach those students than it does to reach the kids in the classroom. So now we have this interesting dilemma of, okay, uh, are the students in the classroom getting enough attention? is now do we need to focus more on them? It's trying to find a balance. Anytime you're talking about hybrid formatting and trying to combine more than one format, uh, there's always going to be the issue of finding the right balance. And so what a lot of different schools have figured out is, okay, what we're going to do going forward past this year, looking into 2021, 22, uh, 22, 23, is we are going to focus on having set teachers who teach classes only on zoom and those teachers can be from any school in the county or any school in the cluster uh, once again depending on where you live and what it looks like in your area of the state uh, those teachers will be dedicated to teaching online only and if you want to do online classes for whatever reason you will be taught completely online from those teachers who don't have to worry about also teaching in class. And I think that that 
I mean, we'll see more obviously going forward, but I think that that might be the best option just from what I've heard and from my perspective. And of course, I'm sure every teacher has different thoughts on that matter. Um, But I definitely know from the teachers that I've talked to so far on the show, I feel like this will be a welcome change for many of them who have expressed that they either prefer teaching online only or prefer teaching in class only. And so hopefully that will solve a lot of problems going forward. But that's all I have for you right now. We will be right back after this short break, so stay tuned. What's up, Z98.7? This is Aaron Palmer bringing you a sports update for all Piedmont College athletics. Seven Lions took home USA South Athlete of the Week awards, starting with Alvin Jacob bringing home Men's Track Athlete of the Week, Killian McLean winning Men's Field Athlete of the Week, Wes Rogers, Men's Field Rookie of the Week, Kai Doyle taking home Women's Track Rookie of the Week, Ann Cromer winning Women's Field Rookie of the Week, and Zach Chalotta winning Men's Lacrosse Defensive Player of the Week, as well as Amani Vincent winning Women's Tennis Player of the Week. Your women's tennis team is also on a roll, taking home an 8-1 victory over Covenant this past weekend. Also, moving from the tennis court to the baseball field, your men's baseball team has been on a roll lately, and the electric at Loudermilk Field has been crazy. Don't take my word for it. Listen to this call by Brett Loftus. Season has a chance to make it 12 and 13. He sends a shot out to right field. Get out, ball. Get out. It is good. Goodbye, baseball. See you later. Three-run shot for Jack Bartluski, number two on the season. Make it not one, not two, not three, but four to nothing here. Bartluski, listen to the dugout. Goodness gracious, alive. What's the question of the day? Where else would you rather be than Denver, Georgia? Nowhere. Four to nothing. The Lions are on top now. And Davis Bowler, Your Lions baseball team this weekend, April 1st through 3rd, heads down to Montgomery, Alabama to take on Huntington College. Wish our boys luck as they continue to be on a roll this season. That's all for sports today. Reporting for Z98.7 FM, the student radio station at Piedmont College, I'm Aaron Palmer. What's up, Lions? This is Savannah Richards here on Z98.7 FM the student voice of Piedmont, soon-to-be university. And I am here today with Dr. Joe Dennis, the department chair of mass communications here at Piedmont College. How are you today? Doing good, Savannah. Thank you. So I just wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, your experiences last semester with COVID-19 and trying to teach digitally or in a hybrid format. Uh, What did last semester look like for you? It was interesting. I learned one thing at the end is I can be a good online teacher. Mm -hmm. I can be a good in-person teacher, but it's very difficult to do both and be good at it. Eventually, someone's going to get left out. Yeah. So can you explain to me a little bit about uh, what the challenges were trying to do both at the same time? Sure. Well, one, the, my style of teaching is very conversational and it makes it difficult when, for the people in person, ha- having that conversation is fine and it's easy to kind of, you know, gauge the temperature of the room and, and elicit people to speak. Online, that's a little more difficult. When we went to fully online last spring, mm-hmm. um, when the pandemic first started, you know, I quickly learned it was going to be difficult to have that type of conversational learning. So, what I would do 
would be to specifically call on people to get their opinions. Mm -hmm. Um, And I generally don't like doing that. I I just like having people be able to talk freely. Um, But when we were doing the hybrid version, I found myself pretty much just ignoring online people (laughs) and having the people in the classroom participate and having the online people listen. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's something that I've had a lot of teachers who I've interviewed so far talk about was uh, working with students online through Zoom or Google Classroom, um, either not turning on their cameras and just becoming black boxes and not responding. Um, have you had any trouble with that specifically? Absolutely, yes. Um, I, I don't require people to turn their cameras on because there's a part of there's a part of teaching I'm I'm very big on equity and mm-hmm. diversity, and I want to be respectful of the situations, especially when the pe- pandemic first started, the situations people might be in, um, if they may not have the Wi-Fi capability to have video, or it might be spotty. And so I wanted to be respectful of that. So I n- didn't ask people to turn on their cameras. Mm-hmm. And it does make it really difficult because you can't gauge whether people are in listening or if they're engaged and honestly even when cameras are turned on i know i've been guilty of being in zoom meetings and my camera is on and i may look like i'm engaged Mm -hmm. but i'm actually checking email and doing other things on the computer yeah yeah so what do you think about the argument that it's an invasion of privacy for teachers or professors to require students to turn on their camera because that's something that's been talked about a lot is whether or not that is an invasion of personal privacy and personal space to require students to maybe show like parts of their houses depending on where they have to zoom in. It's a definite concern I have. And I will tell you that for the most part, I didn't require that. Mm-hmm. The only exception was in the classes where I require a student presentation, mm-hmm. usually at the end of the semester, I had requested that everyone turn their cameras on and everyone did Um, i didn't make it a requirement but i put it in the terms of hey to be respectful to your to your peers i don't care if you keep your camera off when i'm present when i'm talking to you but to be respectful of your classmates i would ask that you consider keeping your camera on while your classmates are presenting and that worked everyone turned it on and it wasn't a requirement and I would be uncomfortable with making it a requirement for the reasons you said. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never thought about it that way for for like presentations, Mm because I know a lot of people had to present their capstones that way Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of last year, which I'm so glad I don't have to do that. (laughs) Yeah, so glad. Well, in presenting online, um, well, presenting in general, and that's something, of course, we're big on in the mass communications department here at Piedmont. A lot of presentation skills. Um, we really emphasize like kind of incorporating that feedback you're getting from the audience. And so feedback is impossible if everyone's cameras are turned off. It's already harder to do it online. But then if you're not getting any reaction, any facial reaction from people, it's really hard to just kind of feed off of that energy or to see where um, people might be, you know, missing your point or, or confused about what you're saying. So, yeah, that's, that's why it's something that I, I really wish request of students to do, especially when others are presenting. Yeah. I've also found it's uh, kind of difficult, and this might just be me, uh, but to present 
while looking at myself. Because if you're presenting on <laughs> Zoom, you have your own little camera down at the bottom. And all of a sudden, I'm like really aware of what my face is doing while I'm presenting. It just, it gets me so in my head. That's interesting. Yeah, I can imagine. That would be difficult. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. I guess I never really thought of that teaching over Zoom. And so now I will. So thank <laughs> you for that. You're so very <laughs> welcome. I'm so glad I could put that in your head. Yeah, but uh, last year, whenever you guys went all on Zoom, you said that that was e actually easier than trying to juggle both at the same time. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, it was difficult initially because no one knew this was coming, right? Mm -hmm. So we had to we had one week to kind of prepare to teach on Zoom, and and then right away, you know, you learned that okay, certain things aren't working when you do it on Zoom. Um, but as the end of the semester rolled on after a couple of weeks of doing it, it was easy to easier to kind of get in a groove and just to recognize certain tactics in the classroom don't work on Zoom. So you develop alternative strategies. So for example, um, like I said, with class conversation, I would really make an effort to assign readings before the class and assign responses and then really critically read those responses and kind of highlight any interesting areas students brought up mm -hmm. and then in the online discussion you know call out specifically call on a person uh, savannah you said that blah 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 and then that would be uh, the way i would try to engage them okay yeah that makes sense mm -hmm. well thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to come and talk to me uh once again this has been dr joe dennis mass communications department chair Thank you for tuning in to Virtually Educated. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to tune in again next Thursday at 4 p.m. for another 30 minutes of exclusive talk and interviews right here on Z98.7 FM. WPCZLPFM, Demarest, The Roar, on Z98.7 FM, the student voice of Piedmont College. <laughs>